Hello again, beautiful beings of light, and welcome back to another expand episode with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today, I want to talk about the thing that you're probably holding right now. That's right, your phone. <laughs> Let's talk about phones. Let's talk about the internet. Let's talk about the way in which these things and aspects of our reality dictate our life, but also like, let's just talk about what they are. I have thought about this for a very long time, and when I first had this, I guess, philosophical question in my mind is back in university when I had my like you know, small little PC laptop, and uh, it's all I could afford. And I would take notes, and I would write essays, and I would read peer-reviewed articles, and, you know, just kind of deep dive into politics, because that's what I was studying. And it would be such a, a bizarre sensation of, I would get a coffee and a water and whatever I needed, and I would sit down at a table with my laptop, and four hours would go by. And what really tripped me out was the thought, and I don't know if you've ever thought about this or if I'm just weird, but what really tripped me out was the thought of physically, if someone were to watch me in this moment, just not watch what's on the screen in front of me, but just watch me. If someone were to have watched me in the last four hours... I wouldn't have moved. I wouldn't have done anything. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't have interacted with this physical world at all, other than maybe a sip of my coffee and a click of the keyboard. I always felt like it was so interesting that we can sit in front of a screen and do nothing with this physical reality. Like, imagine if someone from the 1800s were to observe what a, a university student does, right, on their computer all day, or what a programmer does. Like, imagine that. It would be bizarre to them. Well, why is that young man wasting his whole day staring at this thing? Now, of course, we can think about TV as well, right? It's the same thing. Physically, you're laying down or you're sitting on a couch or whatever, and you're just looking into this box. You're not interacting with this physical reality at all. Now, at least with a computer, this is so interesting, when we sit down for five hours at a computer, typically there's some sort of productivity that's associated with that. And what's really interesting is that productivity has nothing to do with this physical world. So if I had a whole day of uh, house chores, I'm going to do laundry, then I'm going to sweep, then I'm going to work in the garden, then I'm going to, you know, do a hot tub or whatever, you know, that's your reality of your day. It's all physical. And then you have one day of I'm going to answer emails, then I'm going to watch some TV, and then I'm going to chat with my friends online, and then I'm going to do a Zoom call, and then I'm going to have a meeting, and then I'm going to you know, do some programming or whatever, that entire day would be spent just sitting, doing stuff on the computer. I believe that 
these kinds of technologies, I don't want to say it's just the internet. I don't want to say it's just television. And I don't want to say it's just our phones or just our computers that do this. But all of that technology, I believe, is another dimension. And for me, as this objective observer, I find it endlessly fascinating to observe the interactions with this other dimension and how those interactions with that other dimension can blend into and coexist with our physical dimension. For example, the best example of this, you spend hours and hours a day tapping on the little keyboard, looking at this weird screen, and then you get a paycheck for it. You can make physical money, even though really when you think about money these days being numbers on a screen, that's not physical. If you were to tap, tap, tap on the screen, you know, on your keyboard with the screen, and then you were to get two silver shillings, okay, for it, that would be a pretty amazing example of taking the energy, work, effort, focus that you're putting into one dimension and blending, integrating that effort and work and focus into the physical, a different dimension altogether. I believe that this really lends credence to how it's going to be possible to do the work in 5D. Actually, as a matter of fact, I think that all of these technologies that are coming out are higher vibrational frequencies are, well, I really do believe that the majority of it is interdimensional technology, maybe at a very low level, but we're getting to this place where we're blending the impossible with the possible. We're blending the intangible with the tangible. And what I mean by that is, whether it be watching TV, being surfing the internet, or staring at your phone screen and observing other people's content, space and time do not exist. I also felt this way, like really tripped out, right? Like, I don't know if, if you guys ever have these moments of like, oh, that's weird. But I had this moment of realizing how illusionary, yes, would be the right word, but that's actually not really the focus of this statement. How non-connected, let's say how disconnected from space and time that even social media really is. So if I were to tell you space and time do not exist within Instagram, you would be like, you're crazy, EA. Of course it does. And then I would be like, well, prove to me how time exists on Instagram. And the, you know, the example that I can come up with right now is there are timestamps per conversation, right? Maybe that's the only tie to time. But think about it. When you're interacting with Instagram, you could be anywhere in the world, as long as there's internet, I guess, internet access. Space doesn't exist on Instagram. As a matter of fact, you could be on Instagram and you could be observing a space in a different part of the world from your toilet, all right? Like, I have these moments where, you know, I, I'm watching, like, nature shots, right, on Instagram. Some, some person climbed a freaking mountain to get the most amazing view during the sunrise. And I have these moments where I think to myself, first of all, isn't that incredible that I didn't have to climb the mountain? That I didn't have to wake up super early? That I can just enjoy this from the comfort of my own home? 
And also, secondly, never before, like even textbooks that printed pictures, even colored printers are literally such a new invention. And there's so many like kids, especially these days, who are born thinking that this is the way that it always was. And I'm so glad. I know that a lot of you maybe think I'm young, but I'm so glad to be born in 1992 because, yes, the internet was around for sure, but it wasn't a part of my reality. Are you struggling to quiet your mind and bring awareness to your reality? Well, now is the time to get woke with my amazing, energetic, physical, spiritual, mind altering 30 day boot camp. Join the Get Woke Bootcamp today and shift your frequency tomorrow. Check out the 30-day Get Woke Bootcamp today on my website, elizabethapril.com. So, I mean, I'm not going to talk about, you know, the internet and the pros and cons and whatever. But I really want to talk about this space and time concept. So that's space. Space doesn't exist on Instagram. You can view it anywhere. And it's the same thing with any of these devices, TV. You can be anywhere, viewing it from anywhere. And what you could be viewing is from anywhere around the world, right? Like National Geographic Channel. Like It's amazing stuff. And you don't have to be there. It overrides the concept of space. And then you think about time right? How does time apply? If you think about Instagram and time, I could spend four hours just observing bullshit on Instagram. I can never get that four hours back. But Instagram doesn't tell me that four hours has gone by. There's no semblance of what is day, what is night. Not to mention, when I view Instagram, I could be viewing someone's story from a day ago. I could be viewing someone's post that posted a day ago, but that was actually filmed a year ago. And getting back to that weird moment of, you know, I knew that this uh, friend of mine was in, I don't know, I, I, f- I forget the places, but say Arizona, and she was posting all these photos from BC. And I'm just thinking, oh, that's so fascinating how, based on what she's posting on social media, people believe that she is in that location at that time which is actually completely irrelevant. Space and time do not exist within the internet. It just doesn't. Yes, time goes by in the physical sense. You're sitting there for four hours staring into the screen, tapping on this keyboard. But in the online world, how do you even tell what kind of time has gone by? Not to mention when you're interacting with this other dimension, Time either feels like it speeds up and goes really fast. Whoa, where did four hours go? Or depending on what you're observing, what you're interacting with in that space, time goes by really slow. Oh, when is this horror movie over? You know, or whatever. I don't know. I just want to put in there. So like I go through kind of waves of gaming. Like I would consider myself a gamer, but I don't know. I, I, I give up very easily and there aren't too many games that actually really resonate with me. So it's kind of tough to actually find games that I enjoy. And then once I find a game that I enjoy or resonate with, I go hard on it all in 
And then I completely drop it and don't touch it for like five years. <laughs> so that's just kind of how I work with games, whether it be uh, games on my phone, games on my computer or games uh, on my PS4. Right. So that's just who I am. And since I was a kid, really, I grew up with The Sims, right? The PC, whatever game, the game on your computer. And I grew up with it from Sims 1 to, what are we at now? Sims 4? Sims 5? I don't know. Big, 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 you know, new installations. I find it hilarious and fascinating how here I am sitting in this reality on my computer playing this version of myself, Elizabeth, uh, having a wife that's a version of her, Natasha. She's a, a programmer or whatever, has her own AI tech company. And I'm some sort of online influencer, which you can actually be on The Sims these days. And we're living our life. But then like two hours goes by and I'm thinking to myself, I just wasted two hours of living my own life to observe versions of us living their life in those two hours. And then, of course, in The Sims, the time is messed up. So two hours could be really two years. Two hours could be five years. You know, you could have a child in two hours, right? It's, it's just so crazy. It's so trippy. And then sometimes what's really trippy is you can get your Sims character to go onto a computer and play The Sims. So while I'm in this reality <laughs> playing the character in The Sims, who's playing The Sims as a reality in their reality, creating their character for their virtual reality, and so on and so forth. So how the fuck do we not know that right now we are not just characters in a giant game and someone is playing us? Do, 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 do. Oh, EA hungry. Eat food. Fridge. Oh, EA thirsty. Drink water. Tap. I read mean, I love it. I love it. I absolutely, it hurts my brain, but I love it so damn much. There is so much to learn, so much to experience. And our phone is a completely different dimension. Like, why isn't anyone talking about this? Why aren't we really observing not only the internet and the phone and the television as a different dimension, but then what are the consequences? What are the, the challenges? What are, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm sure there's going to be studies out there about this kind of stuff. I don't even know what this would be. But we really, as a society, we need to be figuring out and understanding how this other dimension that does not exist within space and time is affecting our connection to this dimension. And I guess, you know, you see the studies of like screen time going up and like kids being unable to sleep and, and those kind of things for sure. Okay, so I'm going to just kind of like make a statement of something. Because I've been aware of this weird other dimension I'm kind of at a place now where it is really important for me to switch up my dimension. So like in every, like every day that I have, I have a to-do list. I'm definitely a list person. I'm probably list obsessed, to be honest. And typically always half of my to-do list is physical and the other half of my to-do list is internet-based answering emails, designing this thing, 
QAing this thing. You know, I mean, you could spend hours online on the internet. My wife does. And I'm so needing a physical interaction in my day to understand that this is real too. But then some people are so wrapped up in their realness or their reality of the physical that they forget that it's actually not real. (laughs) This is some really twisted shit. I just got to say it. This is, you know, it really does hurt my brain. But I never want to stop questioning. I never want to stop looking at this reality and wondering how we interact with it and how it impacts us. But we need to be thinking about and having this conversation about technology as well. How is this new system, this new way of engaging and interacting, really truly affecting us? And how can we navigate that effect or be in control of our connection to it? Like, I don't have kids right now, and I know that I will soon. (laughs) And of course, that's a huge question. How much do we expose our children to the technologies? I don't definitely don't want them to be technology illiterate, but I definitely don't want them to be two years old tapping on a damn iPad. You know, I want them to ground themselves into this reality by being here. And of course, I say that now without kids and and TV and and games and whatever, and I'm sure they have apps for two-year-olds, but uh, that's all great. It's all a distraction. I want them to be present, you know, and it's easy to stick an iPad in front of a kid and say, oh, go for it. So as always, it's about everything in moderation. It's about a balance. And that's just my belief. That's just the way that I try and live my life. And I'm okay getting out of balance. But I think that these are really good questions to ask. And although I don't have all the answers today, I want to let you know that I'm thinking about it. And maybe one day I'll put a book out about it. Because this might be the opening or the gateway to truly understanding this new quantum fifth dimension frequency coming in. We're already interacting with different frequencies and dimensions. How does that interaction impact us? How can we navigate that? And what does that 5D interaction look like? And how can we navigate that while still needing some sort of semblance of reality? What a weird and fascinating world to be in. What an incredible body and position we all put ourselves in to be here, to be contemplating this stuff, to be questioning the very fabric of our matrix. It's a very exciting time, very convoluted, very confusing time to be alive. But if we don't question, then we don't ever gain access to the answers. So keep your mind sharp, keep questioning everything, and really observe your own interactions with the online world. That being said, thank you for joining me in this space and time that is completely open and void of any sort of structure and uh, and experiencing this knowledge with me. Really appreciate you guys as always. And until next time, I will see you in the fifth dimension frequency. Thank you.